What's up, everybody? It's Eddie Sanchez of The Bad Promoter coming at you on a Monday. We have a lot of exciting things to talk about, but of course, the drink of the day is a glass of milk. Yeah, it's early in the day, so I start off my day with some cereal and milk. Had some Frosted Flakes, cut up some bananas, got my day going, and here we go. Alright, so obviously yesterday was Tommy Fury's fight with Jake Paul. Obviously, this isn't the most technically sound fight that you know, boxing fans will ever get to enjoy, but it was exciting nonetheless. Seeing both those guys go out there, clearly having some passion and clearly having, uh, you know, the fighter spirit, it was very exciting to see. You know, it was honestly kind of surprising to, you know, finally see Jake Paul standing there with someone who is a professionally trained boxer, and in Tommy's words, since he was six years old. So it's interesting to see, like, where he stands in terms of someone who would be at the level that he should be at if he's competing on the grand stage on television and you know making large sums of money which he is so i would say his strength matched up actually pretty well he was at least even in terms of strength to tommy fury if not stronger obviously the main difference was of course the technical skill tommy fury's footwork while not at the level of like a canelo alvarez or a floyd mayweather of course but it was just that much better than Jake Paul's. He was able to, you know, evade from punches, you know, moving laterally, which is pretty nice. And uh, you got to see Tommy Fury, you know, switch up his style a little bit. He was fighting very reserved in the, in the early onset of the fight, you know, picked it up towards the end of the rounds. And then later on in the fight kind of picked it up even more. The bad part was he kind of got caught and it was somewhat of a slip in terms of Yes, his foot technically did slip on the floor, but a lot of that was due to poor footwork. I think it was just being like tired, not having really gone to that level of a fight before in his career, moving to the left as at the exact moment that Jake Paul threw a straight left right to his chin, caught him at the right time, or if you're Tommy Fury at the wrong time, and it was a knockdown, flash knockdown at that. So it was very interesting to see, um, you know, the engagement in terms of you know social media presence and uh, from what i could see on the television those in the arena looked fantastic you know it's great to see uh the sport living in that way it's still a little hard to understand exactly where both men are at just given that they're kind of the i would say best opponent that each of them has faced at this point in time you know, I just saw that Tommy Fury's going to be uh, ranked in the WBC cruiserweight ranking, so that's awesome. Hopefully we'll get to see him step up a little bit. I was very happy for him. Um, you know, big Love Island fan. Follow him on social media. Follow his uh, girlfriend, Molly May. Um, so I'm very familiar with their story, and it was, it was just really nice to see. There's a lot of passion there. He has a lot of heart. And uh, from what I can imagine, coming from a fighter family with someone at the level of Tyson Fury and what I've seen of, you know, their father, John Fury, um, it kind of gives me the sense that, not that they don't necessarily believe in him fully, but they kind of, at least publicly, have put him in situations where they're like, if you don't do this, then it's this. And that being, if you're not winning this fight, you better retire outwardly showing praise for Jake Paul in the middle of, you know, the press tour. It's got to be, you know, disappointing for Tommy and, uh, you know, not something you'd want to see, like, from your own flesh and blood. 
Um, nevertheless, he overcame that. He won this fight. He gets to live another day and make another big paycheck, so I'm happy for him. In my opinion, the most exciting fight on the card, though, was Badu Jack. He completely obliterated Ilonga Makabu. Makabu, of course, was WBC uh, cruiserweight champion and a former potential opponent for Canelo Alvarez. It was heavily rumored about a year, year and a half ago. That fight is totally gone for him, but now the door is open for Badu Jack. And honestly, I am so happy for Badu Jack. Um, this is an amazing career arc for him. You know, the 39-year-old, you know, former Mayweather Promotions prospect. He's now a three-way world champion, although one is a super belt. So, you know, depending on how you view that, two-way world champion. Nevertheless, he's been in some amazing wars, fought the absolute best opponents that he possibly could in his career, never backed down, always went out there and challenged, you know, individuals. And man, it was just an amazing fight to see. I'm so happy for him. You know, he was that much stronger, that much faster. And, uh, you know, the skill was just there. And I think just given the fact that Badu Jack, even at his advanced age, him being more seasoned in terms of, uh, you know, one, focus, but two, just getting out there more consistently and fighting, you know, top-level opposition. It really spoke. It really spoke to his, uh, you know, the testament of his career and, like, how much effort he's put in. And uh, it was fantastic to see. I'm so happy for him. You got to think of Badu Jack as a potential opponent for Canelo Alvarez now, assuming, you know, Canelo wins his next fight. We'll get to that in a minute. If the light heavyweights end up happening and that being Dimitri Bivol and Artur Bedabiev. If one of them is to win, I'm assuming that whoever wins would be the next opponent for a Canelo Alvarez, assuming they end up fighting, of course. Um, you know, all of this is based on assumptions. Unfortunately, that's the way it works in boxing. You don't know exactly who's going to fight until it's signed on the dotted line, and it's about a couple months out. But, you know, we're going to move on the assumption that that fight is happening because I feel like at this point it can't not happen. Dimitri Bivol did his part in beating Canelo Alvarez. Archer Betterbeev has continued to do his part and, you know, undefeated everyone coming by way of knockout. I think he's at the point where he's kind of run out of other opponents and, you know, they kind of just have to step in the ring with each other. So you got to look at whoever wins that fight, if it happens, as being a potential opponent for Badu Jack now. Badu Jack, of course, has the opportunity to you know, step in with the other champions in the cruiserweight division. I think he's going to hold out for a big money-making fight, you know, to cap off his career, which is fully deserved. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm just so happy for him. It's an amazing showing. And uh, I've been a big fan of his for a minute, just because, obviously, I am uh, grew up watching Floyd Mayweather. So when he started his own promotional company, followed guys like Badu Jack, Andrew Tapiti, and Javante uh, Davis, and... You know, I would say, obviously, Davis is probably the best. In and, well, I don't want to say the best because Badu Jack has proven himself on the biggest stage more so than Gervonta Davis has. Gervonta Davis has been on the biggest stage if you're talking about viewership, you know, television ratings, um, being the marquee fighter as, as uh, the A-lister on the card. But Badu Jack has proven himself as, in my opinion, what's harder as being an underdog you know, stepping in with the better competition and, you know, winning those belts. So 
yeah, not going to disrespect Badu Jack in any way there. Um, I'm going to give him his flowers, and it's much deserved. Now, if Canel Alvarez is up in the future for Badu Jack, it's going to start with uh, Canelo beating John Ryder in May. You know, this is going to be a homecoming for Canelo, which is really exciting. He's going to be fighting in Mexico. You know, I've been reading um, on the web that he's going to try and make tickets uh, affordable for his fans. So, I mean, I would expect about 90, 100,000 fans showing up to, to see him fight. John Ryder is an exciting fighter. Um, he's not the... He's not on the level of, say, like a David Benavidez. Um, probably not on the same level as like a Caleb Plant, who Canelo already beat, but... You know he's right up there, man. He's a tough. He's a tough guy. Doesn't back down. Isn't afraid to mix and uh, take a punch to give a punch. And that's what you like to see. It's gonna be really interesting. I think the main key of the fight is just to see where Canelo Alvarez is with one his stamina, but two his strength and um, you know how his hand is feeling. Just following that surgery. It'll be interesting to see uh, if he's fully recovered to the level that we'd expect from him. And I wouldn't doubt it, man. I really wouldn't doubt it. I mean, if Canelo's able to come out strong and show that he's healthy, then I'm expecting quick work from him. And, uh, you know, that's all I can hope from him. Now, of course, if he's victorious following that fight, he's going to be looking towards Dimitri Bivol, assuming he's available. Or if Bivol is not available because he's fighting Better Beef, you know, the winner of that bout because he's going to want to one either avenge his loss at the light heavyweight division or at least continue his reign and uh move on to the light heavyweight division if it or better be victorious take on him for the opportunity to win those belts so it'll be interesting to see what happens um in that world but uh you know we have canelo's fight to look forward to a lot of different possibilities now if you know bivol and better Beave are signed to a fight Odds are that's going to be months down the line, just given where they are at in their professional career. Um, with Better Be fighting pretty much one fight a year for the past, what, five, six years. So, you know, as of recently, he's fought a little more consistently just following COVID. But it's it's still not the type of uh, promotion that you'd expect to be rushed. So with that assumption in mind... That just makes the possibility for a Badu Jack even greater. Um, Canelo would have a chance for a fifth belt in a fifth weight class. Or rather, yeah, he'd ha he has more than five belts, but you know what I mean. He has a chance to win a championship in a fifth weight class. And, uh, you know, Badu Jack earned that opportunity. And I really hope I really hope he has the, the opportunity to make large sums of money to cap off an excellent career. Also in the 168-pound division, we have Caleb Plant versus uh, David Benavidez. It's going to be a fantastic fight later this month, or I guess it's not quite March yet, but, you know, towards the end of March. And, man, that's going to be fantastic. I'm going to dedicate the full podcast on uh, March 8th to be a preview for that fight. But, man, I have a lot of thoughts about that. Uh, really excited about that fight. You know, it's going to be... It's going to be really exciting to see David Benavidez um, step in the ring with, you know, an opponent that, you know, can truly challenge him. And likewise, it's going to see, be interesting to see how Caleb Plant recovers from his fight to Canelo. 
what he learned from that defeat and uh, if he's going to be able to uh, minimize the damage that you know Benavides is going to really try to to give you know he's very strong very great puncher and uh yeah it'll be it'll be really exciting to see man i'm looking forward to it now just to touch on uh mma for a bit in the ufc next week we have john jones comeback versus cyril gane and man i'm excited for this fight it's been years in the making you know seeing john jones finally step up in the heavyweight division and i cannot wait man I'm a little nervous in terms of, uh, you know, where he's at physically and mentally, you know, just being out of the cage for that long, at least on that stage, you know, he's been training, he's been fighting people, you know, for in practice, if you will. So I'm not gonna, you know, minimize that. He's a professional as it comes to, you know, his craft to the 10th most level. And, uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to expect nothing, nothing but the best from him. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how he's able to potentially overcome the, the size and brute strength of Cyril Gane and uh, see if like those tactics and awkward styles that he's able to um, create in his fights, see if that translates to this new weight class. And, uh, you know, we live, we live in the GOAT era, it seems like, you know, recency bias aside, we just have so many individuals across sports that it's just like man we're watching the best out there i mean look at basketball you got lebron james you know you look at sports like tennis you got rafael nadal novak Djokovic. you look at soccer you got messi you got ronaldo it's just a lot of amazing talent out there across sports you know look at boxing you have floyd mayweather recently retire there's just a lot of talent, man. There's just a lot of talent out there. And, uh, you know, as you look at mixed martial arts, you got John Jones trying to cement his status as the GOAT. You know, recently Habib retired, and uh, a lot of people look at him as being potentially the GOAT. Of course, in the past, in my opinion, you have GSP, who's probably the best all-time. Um, you know, he's he's had, he's tasted some defeat, but just the way he went out there in his fights... And, you know, overcoming those defeats, it's it was amazing to see. And, uh, you know, John Jones, right or wrong, just what he's done outside of the cage, in my opinion, kind of uh, takes away from all the great that he's done in it. And, uh, you know, right or wrong, like, people are going to be judged by their character on top of, like, how good they are at their craft. And... Uh, you know, he still has some work to do to minimize how that affects how people look at his career. You know, speaking of those, you know, out-of-cage problems and, you know, how that would translate with, like, boxers, we have another great fight coming up in about two months with Javante uh, Davis and Ryan Garcia. wrote about this piece on my site, so you can go hear my full thoughts there, but... Obviously, that's going to be an amazing fight in terms of like the excitement. You know, really looking forward to Ryan Garcia stepping in, in the ring, seeing how he comes out mentally. I know he's been vocal about his mental health um, issues and like awareness to that um, in the past. Trevante Davis, on the other hand, uh, excellent talent, supremely gifted, 
you know, typical of, uh, you know, PBC fighters hasn't necessarily fought the best competition out there. And likewise, I guess now there is Ryan Garcia, but that's besides the point. I guess the main issue with this fight is Gervonta Davis has a lot of trouble outside of the ring. You know, he has multiple uh, domestic violence charges against him. Um, he's going to be sentenced a month after this fight um, for a hit and run incident that he had. So he also actually just had, uh, which I talked about in my piece that I just mentioned, he also had a dispute with um, a parking garage attendant where he punched him. And there's a civil case against him in that regard as well. So, you know, just a lot of demons that he's had to battle and, uh, you know, all self-inflicted, of course. Um, you know, you make your own decisions and he's made those decisions. So he's got to, you know, pony up and deal with it. But uh, it's just interesting to see, um, you know, this happens across all industries, sports, entertainment, people in general. Um, there's individuals out there that have some issue that they've, you know, had outside of their profession. And, you know, they have to, they have to deal with it and the repercussions. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this affects, you know, viewership. Um, coverage of the fight see if they're actually going to be talking about this and uh yeah besides that though it's going to be an amazing fight um of course i'm going to tune in it's going to be exciting i mean i i can talk more about this in a future pod um actually yeah i was going to give you my my prediction but you know i'll dedicate um the following pod after the benavidez and uh caleb plant won to that fight and uh, we'll we'll dive in deeper about that. Uh, it was an amazing weekend of you know boxing, and uh, we have a lot to look forward to this year. And I'm I'm just excited, man. So as always, thanks for listening to the Bad Promoter. Follow me online at thebadpromoter.com on socials at thebadpromoter, and follow my stub stack on socials. You'll see this posted on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, you know I'll be doing my best to promote this a little more i have a newsletter coming out later today so it'll be exciting subscribe to that and uh, keep up with us at the bat promoter thanks <laughs>